Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. This week on Highways Voices, we look ahead to one of the most popular events of the year. And a lot of this stuff is now starting to come to fruition. Well, we heard about this sort of five or six years ago. So it's been great to follow that journey of the new technology as it actually comes to fruition. The JCT Traffic Signals Symposium in September is a must-attend event for local authorities and suppliers. So let's understand what we can look forward to on Highways Voices. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK and Elkrig. John Nightingale, Director of JCT and the man behind the Traffic Signals Symposium is on his way here on Highways Voices after we have, as always, heard from Highways News co-owner Adrian Tatum with some of this week's stories that have caught his eye on our website. And news from the highwaysnews.com website and newsletter this week. The Allen Turing Institute has been commissioned to create new software and data science techniques to support local authority delivery of walking, wheeling and cycling. Active Travel has announced this week. The collaboration, which will run for two years at a total cost of £200,000, will support Active Travel England and councils to develop schemes that are strongly evidence-based and will deliver the most benefits to residents. This will enable the development of new functionality in the Active Travel Infrastructure Platform, which helps councils to map out proposed schemes and see the impact they could have locally. These new tools will be paired with existing data sources, such as OpenStreetMap, to create innovative solutions that will help build the evidence needed to meet national government's objectives on active travel, including 50% for short trips in urban areas to be made by walking, wheeling and cycling by 2030. The Institute of Civil Engineers has launched a consultation to gather insight on whether England could benefit from having a national transport strategy and how such a strategy could be developed and implemented. The consultation is seeking evidence and views from the infrastructure and transport professionals, civil engineer, civil society groups and other interested parties. An accessible, reliable, safe public transport network is an essential part of the UK achieving its long-term levelling up and net zero goals, according to the ICA. And the government is introducing new rules clamping down on utility companies who leave potholes behind after carrying out street works. From April the 1st, new regulations came into force for a performance-based inspection regime to ensure utility companies resurface roads to the best possible standard after street works potentially preventing thousands of potholes from developing in the future. The government says it will spend more than £5.5 billion by 2025 on the higher maintenance, and this could help motorists save money from expensive repairs, they say. Remember, when it comes to industry news, we're the only place you need to go for everything you need to know. We've got loads more stories on our site as well. You'll find them all and so much more at highways-news.com, where you can also find links to our LinkedIn and Twitter feeds updated every day. And of course, that's where you can sign up for our daily email into your inbox every lunchtime. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. Swarco improves quality of life by making the travel experience safer, quicker, more convenient and environmentally sound. 
from software as a service traffic management solutions to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too, find out how Swarco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swarco, the better way every day. Now a few weeks ago on Highways Voices we heard from behavioural scientist Rory Sutherland about the fact he'll be speaking at the JCT Traffic Signals Symposium in Nottingham in September. I hope they like what I have to say because what I'm undoubtedly doing is massively elevating the relative importance of signalling, signage and wayfinding and other forms of information over the people who are normally considered, if you like, higher status than them in the world of kind of road building, widening and everything else. So I thought we'd find out more about the overall event and not just the bit that Rory Sutherland and his colleague Pete Dyson will be talking about and about their book Transport for Humans, Are We Nearly There Yet? Remember, you can hear the whole interview with Rory on Highways Voices. Just click back a few weeks on our website. But I'm Delighted to be joined this week here on Highways Voices by my friend John Nightingale. We're sitting in the JCT offices just outside the beautiful city of Lincoln. John, thanks for joining us here on Highways Voices uh, today. So we're looking forward to the symposium in September. Um, Before we actually get into the nitty gritty of what to look forward to this year, remind me about the history of it, how it happened and what the idea is behind it. It originated, Paul, some 27 years ago with our, obviously, our founder, sadly departed now, Brian Simonite, who used to run a lot of training courses on linsig and traffic signal design, etc. And to be perfectly honest, when he sort of, people had done all these training courses, they said, Brian, we want something else. And so this is where he started the symposium. And it was a very sort of gentlemanly type affair uh, where people would turn up, they would share a little bit about what they were doing with signals, proved very, very popular. And then we obviously, various people started to turn up from the manufacturing companies and uh, it became pretty clear to Brian that he'd, he'd hit on something here and started a small exhibition. There started to be a social side to the event and it just took off. And it's actually run now continually uh, for 27 years. This year will be the 28th Traffic Signal Symposium and Exhibition. I think this is probably about my eighth or ninth symposium I'm looking forward to. Uh, You always seem to stick me on first thing on the second morning (laughs) after uh, people have had the gala dinner the night before. We'll come to the gala dinner in a minute. But uh, I always enjoy the sort of breadth of different papers uh, that you have at the event. Now, this year you're taking a slight departure because, as we just heard from Rory Sutherland in my introduction, uh, you're actually spending a lot more time on one subject than you normally do it's usually sort of paper questions paper questions and and it sort of bang 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 all the way through for two days uh what was you thinking behind getting rory and his uh, colleague pete dyson to uh, uh to speak for a, a whole session about one particular subject as you know in discussions that we had paul uh, previously i'd been floating an idea to do a paper for many years myself uh, and it's partly because i becoming something of a an armchair psychologist uh, i started reading the works of kahneman etc and uh, i had this idea that what i wanted to do was take some of the things that i'd learnt about psychology uh, and challenge the audience to say that When we're doing things like, for example, putting driver information out there, when we're trying to influence road users' behaviour, 
we shouldn't ignore psychology. Communication is very, very important in getting people to do what we want them to do for the right reasons. Now, as you know, when we were having that discussion, you sort of said to me, well, it sounds like a great idea, but why don't you get somebody to do this who really knows what they're doing? And that's when you directed me to, to have, a, have a listen to um, some podcasts and, and indeed some, some videos that Rory had done. Uh, and directed me to their excellent book, Transport for Humans, and I was hooked. Now, the thing that you know about Rory in particular, he's a very entertaining gentleman, but there is no way that you're going to constrain Rory to do a 15-minute presentation. (laughs) Symposium had always been, as you say, about get him up, five minutes Q&A, and get him off and move on to the next subject. Now, the variety is very important to us. But we really wanted to do such esteemed people as, uh, as Pete and Rory justice by giving them chance to really challenge the audience. And I'm hoping, because it's still in its draft stages yet, that they're actually going to run some psychological experiments on the audience as well. It will be extremely entertaining. Now, we've made the unusual step of actually giving them more or less a whole session. But the rest of the symposium is still the quick-fire round of interesting signal-related papers, quick topics. And what are those topics this year, then? Well, we're always at the mercy of what people put forward, but I'm delighted to say that we've got another excellent crop of papers that have come through this year. There is quite a lot of concentration on cycling, and I think that's because in the front of everybody's mind is LTN 120. Now, what that means is that basically when we're considering things like signal designs or junction designs, designers have got to give due consideration to non-motorised traffic, particularly cyclists. And the consequence of not doing that is that any junctions that don't make that proper consideration are unlikely to attract public funding. And so I'm delighted that we're actually, you know, we're probably going to have a whole session on cycling. We've got Transport for Greater Manchester uh, returning again to tell us about what they've been doing. But also we're, we're bringing in some interesting papers from consultants and we don't often often get consultants. Normally it's local authorities. And so, for example, we've actually got a, a paper coming through from Atkins, Ben Poole, who's going to look at Lancashire's first Cyclops Junction. And we've also got Ashley Newman from WSP, who has actually got a paper entitled When is a Cycle Gate Not a Cycle Gate? And there are other cycling-themed papers coming through as well, collaborations from TRL and, and, and TFGM on other subjects as well. So Transport for Greater Manchester are featuring quite heavily as well. So the cycling papers, I'm really pleased to have those. But what people are always asking for on the symposium, I'm delighted that we'll be able to satisfy that requirement this year, is some good old signal design stuff. So we've got various things. Um, we've got Tom Siddall returning from Four Way Consulting, who's actually got a compendium of interesting things from three of the jobs that he's been working on, and he always really gives a, a good paper. And there are things like the Edgebaston tram extension that's coming from Shane Collins at Four Way Consulting as well. But also, something I'm delighted to see about this year, we don't often get a chance to look at things like new and innovative research. And there is actually Darren Hudson from Traffic Group Technology. Their company is actually looking into the issue of intergreens. Now, Darren's quite rightly identified the fact that the current way that we assess intergreens may be suitable for normal signal junctions, but often isn't for things like temporary traffic signals. 
And so they're undertaking some independent research, and I'm hoping they're going to bring forward some proposals for alternative ways of calculating intergreens. So there's plenty in there for the signal petrol heads, uh, which is, you know, what people are always asking us for. But there is a whole host of other stuff. Having put together programmes for events before, one of the things I find impressive about the symposium, and one of the things I really enjoy when I sit in the lecture theatre and, uh, and listen to the papers, is how you manage to stop people being salesy. Somehow, they are very learned papers. It's not just a sales presentation dressed up as some sort of knowledge sharing, which you can often find at other events. Yeah, we are pretty strict on this, Paul. I mean, it's natural that some of the people who are exhibiting will want to try and showcase some of the latest technology that they've got. But as always, what we insist on is that if a paper is going to come from that source, it will be case study based. So there will, and will usually be co-presented by somebody from a local authority or, or from elsewhere. So there, are, there should be some data, there should be some real sort of number crunching. And of course, if that happens to be using a new piece of technology to do that, then they're more than welcome to showcase that. But sales papers, no. I mean, this is what the exhibition is for. And that is obviously where where the sales can really take place. Okay, John, we'll talk about the exhibition in a moment. We're going to take a break for a moment uh, just to pick up on the latest news we have from our podcast partners. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations, Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. Let's start our roundup with our friends Adept, whose members have attended a Highway Sector and Resilience webinar, including a presentation from Dr Hugh Deeming, who published the DFT Commissioned Research Report, Lessons Learned from Extreme Weather Emergencies on UK Highways, which examines the impact on the UK highway sector from extreme weather events. At the webinar, Dr Deeming presented a summary of his findings and provided an open forum for discussion. Adept members were able to get a better understanding of priorities and share ideas and information on how they are planning for and responding to increasingly frequent severe weather. The webinar allowed for discussion on how local authorities are increasing the resilience of assets and asset management processes and in doing so increasing the resilience of communities. Meanwhile the final webinar in the Local Council Roads Innovation Group's Net Zero series entitled Practical Steps on the Journey to Net Zero Making the Right Asset Management Decisions is now available to watch on demand. The CPD certified event which took place on the 29th of March was sponsored by specialist in situ road recycling company Stabilised Pavements Limited. The discussion involved considering climate factors in highway maintenance initiatives, how to make the right investment decisions, consideration of whole life carbon outputs and cutting through greenwashing. You can find out more about both webinars on the organisation's websites. Half of England's transport authorities have signed up to attend the annual Transport Technology Forum conference in Leeds later this month as the guest list is almost completed. Local authorities are being offered fully funded places including food and hotel accommodation for the event which starts with a networking evening on the 25th of April and runs for two full days of speeches, discussion and presentations on the 26th and 27th. These include contributions from the Department for Transport, local authorities, the devolved
involved national governments, Ertico ITS Europe and the supply chain, as well as the TTF6 working groups, which cover signal phase and timing, mobility as a service, electric vehicle charging infrastructure, open data, urban traffic management and control and smart parking. And finally, ITS UK's CEO Max Sugarman met with Shadow Roads Minister Jill Furness MP to discuss the importance of intelligent transport last week. He describes it as a really useful meeting and that ITS UK looks forward to working with Jill and her colleagues going forward. Max was joined at the meeting by Colin Wilson of Arcadis IBI, who is ITS UK Advocacy and Public Affairs Group Chair. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highways So you're listening to Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com and our guest this week is John Nightingale of JCT and we're talking about the very popular JCT Traffic Signals Symposium that's taking place at Nottingham Trent University in September. John, you mentioned the difference between what happens within the lecture theatre at the university and then you go outside to the exhibition. It's the lecture theatre is the case studies it's the knowledge sharing and then you can actually go and see what companies are showing off and the latest bits of uh, technology ideas innovations that they've got in the exhibition the exhibition was absolutely heaving last year is it going to be the same again yeah well we sold out last year it's not unusual for us to get close to selling out but we sold out even moving into the contingency areas and as you know nottingham trent the venue it's quite challenging because the exhibition area is not that large but the beauty about it is is that you literally pour straight out of the lecture theater and you're in the exhibition and obviously we have all the lunches and the refreshments etc in the exhibition so you can maximize the time that you can spend with the exhibitors. So we've gone through a rather tortuous task this year of looking at the exhibition layout, which is always a difficult thing to work on. It took me about two weeks to work out a new layout. And what we've managed to do is we've managed to create about an extra six stands. But it's not just a question of leaving them in, because we looked at other things like, for example, the sight lines. And we think that now we've got ourselves a, a sort of fit-for-purpose design. Now, it's already nearly sold out again, Paul. So you can see the demand for this is very high. And I'm, I'm, I'm obviously, we, we're delighted that people want to want to keep coming back. Companies like Unex, for example, have been with us for the entire journey all the way through. And when we start to see, you know, that's, that level of loyalty coming from exhibitors, then obviously yeah, they see great value in it. And the other thing, of course, that Unix are synonymous for at the symposium is the gala dinner, the social events, the getting everybody together the night before the event. So everybody gets to Nottingham the night before. So this year it will be on the Wednesday, uh, ready for the start on the Thursday. Means that everybody's there, they've caught up, they've had that initial networking. And then at the end of the first day, you've got the gala dinner as well. That's a really popular part of the event, isn't it? It is. And just going back to you, you say that, that people get to the event the, the night before. Well, that's largely because the day before the symposium, we obviously um, facilitate the mover user group, which is free to attend, by the way. And that actually attracts attention of about 100 with the mover user group partners. Now, what we then do at the end of the mover user group, there is a networking event, uh, which is the barbecue, which is sponsored by Talent this year. And of course, the, uh, the complimentary bar, uh, we're still working out the bar sponsors for this year. So you're right, the network is really important. And then, of course, we move into, as you say, at the end of the first day, the drinks reception sponsored by Swarco, and then into the Unex Gala dinner. 
It's a very affordable dinner. You know, we don't charge £150 per seat or something like that, like other events. It's actually only £35 for the gala dinner this year, and that includes the sponsored bar. Unix are very generous in their support of that, and that's one of the reasons why we can keep it so affordable. And I want to give a plug for something that I do with you, which is the videoing of the event. Now, you can't replace actually being there, but... The videoing means that all the great content appears afterwards online that people can watch and consume again. And it gives uh, organisations a chance to showcase their papers and their products to people that maybe can't make it to Nottingham. The importance of this really came out during the main COVID lockdown year in 2020, because I mentioned that we've managed to, to continually run this event now for 27 years. One of the reasons for that is, as you know, what we did is we had a free to attend webinar in 2020. Now, the attendance on that was enormous. People were staying up overnight in Australia to participate. And there are people who can't make it to the event. Now, it's never going to replace actually being there. But... We're actually getting now a serious stock of videos of the presentations. And when it comes to the papers themselves, because the authors have always generously allowed us to publish their papers, there will now be across the JCT websites well over 300 papers from past years. That's a totally free resource, but it gives the event longevity, but it also becomes an important source of research. And a lot of academics we know access that to find out what is going off in the signals world. So it's, uh, I think we're pretty unique as an event uh, in that respect, in that we do preserve our content uh, and we try and make it accessible to as wide an audience as possible. I haven't done it, but I'd love to go back actually and look at some of the years gone by and see what was being promised as the big future things that were going to happen and then whether or not they actually happened or not. So well, it's kind of like you're, you're kind of like the tomorrow's world of yeah. the industry. Well, it, and it's interesting because if you look at, for example, artificial intelligence, I mean, we've been following this story for probably five or six years now uh, with various uh, presenters um, such as Viva City for example who've been working with artificial intelligence and a lot of this stuff is now starting to come to fruition well we heard about this sort of five or six years ago so it's been great to follow that journey of the new technology as it actually comes to fruition obviously some of it driverless cars we've yet to see it but we still talk about it. John, to finish off, just remind me how people sign up. Well, the best thing to do is to go to our new purpose-built website for the event, which is jtsymposium.co.uk. It's a lovely, clean website now where you can access last year's presentations and have a look at last year's papers. Unfortunately, we are running two websites in parallel, so but there is a link there to get back to previous symposia. But there's loads of gallery images on there. There's a very, very streamlined and simple booking system. And if anybody's thinking about exhibiting, there's loads of mailers on there. It's very simple for you to make inquiries. It's partly because of that website that we've been, I think we've been so inundated with paper requests because it's so easy to submit a proposal for a paper. The papers programme, by the way, is on the cusp of being full. And we will, I would imagine, almost within days be starting a reserve list, which is an incredible thing for us to actually be doing at this time of year. Normally, we're still sort of like hunting around for papers come June time, but not this year, which again bodes well because it shows the popularity of the event is just growing and growing. Very, very simple to book. You could actually book not only for the event, but all your networking events, and we will even 
booking your hotel room. So you can pay for it all on a single purchase order. So it's never been easier to book the symposium. The JCT Traffic Signal Symposium is the must-attend event of the autumn and it takes place on Thursday the 14th of September and Friday the 15th of September. And the movie user group. With the movie user group (laughs) and the the barbecue the day before on the 13th. And it all takes place at the Nottingham Trent University in the centre of the lovely city of Nottingham and we look forward to seeing you there. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Right, well, before we go, we have just about got time to squeeze Adrian back into the podcast with... Adrian's accolade. And Adrian, who does your accolade go to this week? Uh, My accolade this week goes to PAX, the Parliamentary Advisory Council for Transport Safety. They have written to the Home Secretary, Suella Barverman, regarding the inclusion of road policing as a priority in the recent strategic policing reform. The first time the Home Office is including roads policing in its strategic policing requirement published on the 20th of February. So that's Adrian's accolade. That's our winner of Adrian's accolade. So that's Adrian's accolade. That's who Adrian is tipping his hat to this week here on Highways Voices. That will do it for our podcast this week. Thanks to John Nightingale for sharing some of his thoughts ahead of the symposium, the JCT Traffic Signal Symposium that takes place in September. I will join you again next week where we will be talking in enforcement here on highways voices highways voices join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry 